are you with me? Why, of course. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Greetings, my beautiful people. I want to say welcome to another episode of Six Degrees of Miles, where I interview, you know, ordinary people doing extraordinary things who happen to be my friends, family, and just great people that I know, and we're separated by six degrees. First, let me start by saying um, I've been away for a little while, and the reason being is because, yeah, y'all, I caught the virus, the Rona, the vid, the COVID, and all of that, and it knocked me out for a few, it knocked me out for about 10 days, and then, you know, I had like, I don't want to call it complications, (laughs) but I couldn't basically hear out of one ear. Um, so I thank you all for, you know, reaching out, supporting. Um, I also thank you for continuing to listen to the podcast of all these great people, the feedback, you know, from email to the IG social media sites and, you know, just everyone still being supportive for, uh, six degrees of miles, this like idea that I just had about, interviewing, like I said, some amazing people, which leads me to the introduction of my next guest. Now, this is actually really interesting because I've known this woman probably, oh my gosh, I don't even know how long, but she used to live in the building of like one of my best friends who I've known actually since the fourth grade. So anytime that I would go, you know, down to the building, I would see this woman and we'd kick it. And then all of a sudden I would like, you know, in New York, I, I'd, I'd see her at maybe different events, whether there be a kind of, hey! Um, but what makes this woman so extraordinary to me is that all along while, while, you know, I knew her, she is a filmmaker. She's a filmmaker. And she was always like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And, you know, I, I kind of like, you know, kept tabs on it, you know, and then one day on, on social media, something really interesting happened. She put a post about something that she optioned. I'm just going to say something that she optioned because, you know, as the conversation goes on, then we will, you know, get into that. And it's actually really interesting because that also kind of ties into a, Six degrees of miles is so crazy. So I reached out to her and I said, will you please come on six degrees of miles? And she was like, you family. So of course I'm coming on. So without further ado, I would like to introduce to you all the extraordinary Travit Willis. Travit, what's up? What's up? Hello. Oh, and thank you for having me. Yo, listen, I couldn't wait to have you. You know, I, what I didn't say is like, you know, we were supposed to do this interview way back when, but that is when I caught the <laughs> Rona. I remember calling, so for you people, I called up, I was like, yo, Tavid, I'm not really feeling well. And then she's like, oh, okay, no problem. And then literally two days later, I tested positive. So, and I ducked and dodged that whole thing for like two years or whatever. But that's not why we're here. Same I here, want, same here. You know, <laughs> I know, yo, it's catching everybody. Like every other day, it's like, yo, I had it. Yo, I had it. I'm like, dang, everybody's getting it. So I think that might even be like the national plan 
for everybody to get it so we could all have antibodies and then, you know, we can go back to work and not worry about like, hey, if everybody gets it, then we're all good. Yeah, whatever. But but going back to Trevit, so like I said, we met, I can't even remember what year that was. I I don't know when. 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, like 15, 20 years ago when we were like five. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've lived in that apartment 22 years. So, yeah. oh my it, it, goodness! Yeah. So I like, know it's in that time range because yes, I've lived in, in that apartment 22 years. Indeed. So let, let's talk a little bit about your background, like you know where you're from, you know where you grew up, where you went to school, you know all of that kind of stuff. Because I think that makes for an interesting, you know, um, starting point basically to to show yeah. your journey of your dream and how you navigated things to make things happen? Well, it's not that interesting, but we can go there. Um, (laughs) I grew up, I'm a country girl. I grew up in Alabama. Hey, now. And I went to the University of Alabama, Roll Tide. Roll Tide! (laughs) And um, after college, I I wanted to work in sports. So Really? um, Yeah, so my life, actually, after college, I worked for um, the Florida Marlins, which are now the Miami Marlins, but I worked there. That was my first job out of college, and I worked in the marketing department. Oh, wow. And um, I worked there for two years. Um, and the second year I was there, we won the World Series, so it was like a great. First oh, job, when you right? guys like, wait, could, that's when you guys beat the Yankees. No, that oh. was the second World Series. Oh, the okay. first World Series we played the Cleveland Indians. Oh wow! Okay. So um, yeah, so I so. We were hoping to play the Yankees that year, but Cleveland beat the Yankees and <laughs> we ended up play, playing Cleveland to win. Yeah, it was great. It went all the way to game seven. It went to game seven and oh. it went extra innings and we won in extra innings. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was oh, so that, riveting. It was, like, awesome. Even, it was an awesome first job. I didn't even realize like the sports connection and especially to like baseball, which, you know, Rod, our mutual exactly. friend, you know, oh my goodness. Played at Appalachian a, State. Yeah, he played he at Appalachian State. And he yes. got drafted minor leagues by, I want to say, uh, Seattle Mariners. Does that make sense? You know, the thing, the thing about Probably. baseball and me was like, when I used to go to Rod's house, that's all he used to do, man. He used to like... <laughs> Keep me in the in the baseball field. Like every day we go play baseball. And I think one day I kind of like just broke away and be like, yeah, bro, I'm not playing baseball today. I think I'm going to go see what's happening over here and go play some basketball. Basketball. You know? Oh, my I goodness. But, yeah, I, I did not even realize that. So, yeah, so, so that when- was my first job. And so I was dating a guy. We met in undergrad. And he went to film school at Florida State. And I lived in Miami. So I would go up when he was shooting his films. Um, and when I went up um, to say he was uh, working on a short film, I would come up, at first I started out as like craft services. And then the next film, I think I was bumped up to like production designer. And so, and and executive producer, cause I paid for the food and all the stuff. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it was, um, I, I learned, you know, vicariously that way. And then um, a group of us, um, his classmates from Florida State and I moved to New York and we lived in Williamsburg and we were just hustling. And it was crazy because our building in Williamsburg 
we didn't live on Bedford. We lived off the Lorman stop. And so we weren't the hip, cool of people. We were almost cool. And so, <laughs> and so our whole building, though, was filmmakers. So it was really cool. And um, struggling filmmakers, by the way. Thriving. And, um, I like to say thriving. Thriving. Yes, thriving. We were not thriving. <laughs> I think I, I was still I was doing PR, and um, I would do a project here and there. And then I started... Um, my first producing thing was a music video for him back home. He found this band. They wanted to do this indie music video and in Columbus, Georgia. And oh, um, wow. that was my first foray into it. And then I got the bug and I was just like, oh, I want to do this. And then, but I would give his friends basically PR and marketing advice. So I put together PR kits and, and, and um, give them business advice about how, you know, how to, you know, make this you know How media company a buzz. A, you know that too but you know a lot of his friends were kind of ambitious at the time so you know and i just gave business advice so um definitely from the marketing standpoint and so from that um one of his friends was just like hey would you you know produce he was doing pickups for his film so he was like, hey, would you do this for me? And I was like, oh, yeah, totally. And so I started doing that. And well, then, wait, 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 let me uh, stop. What are pickups like for people who don't uh, so know So he shot pickups. the film, okay. but then he needed to do some additional shooting to pick some additional okay. scenes. So like some other yeah. scenes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Stuff to that edit in, would make, to edit into the Yes, film. because it's not a complete film. Sometimes when we have these low-budget films, we don't have the money and time to shoot everything sure. or something didn't come out right or something in the story was lacking. And so we might have to, you know, raise money additionally and then go back and shoot like, some other stuff to fill okay. in to the story. And so that's what it was. And so um, it went so well, he was like, wow, I should have had a producer the first time. Wow. <laughs> so he recommended me to one of his friends who was shooting a music video with and it's one of my favorite things and it was literally over 20 years ago um it was a dj out of japan called dj hasabe and he was doing he had this song with speech from arrested development oh, wow. and and so i produced that music video so warner what brothers it's... japan gave us some money and and i thought it was gonna just take my career somewhere it did not but it was awesome <laughs> That is great. It's funny, you know, I, I find that like the filmmakers that I know, like, you know, especially, you know, like coming up or whatever, music videos does tend to be like the first things that they actually do, you know, and they navigate through that. I mean, if you if you look at like at one time, you know what? I can understand why he was like, I thought it would take me to like all these great heights because at one time, it was. I, it was like Hype Williams and exactly. and Billy Woodruff and all those guys. It was all during that like, time. And, and what was it? Little X, I want to say his name was. Like they were all like these huge multi-million dollar, you know, music videos that even some of them led into like Hype Williams for one, which I had the, the screenwriter for Belly on. Um, he was, uh, you know, it led into a feature film. So I could totally see how you could be like, oh, my God, this is it. We're going, we're, we're going, we're flying, we're soaring. 
you know exactly to... and it was literally during that time so it was in that time frame you know oh, wow. it was in the early 2000s late mm -hmm. yeah early 2000s i want to say yeah it was in the early 2000s when it happened because i was living in the apartment in harlem so i know it was in 2000 at least and so um so yeah and i hired a crew out of japan because i couldn't do the japan part because i had to do the scouting for atlanta so we did you know, speech in Atlanta. We did DJ Hospe in Japan, and it was really cool. It was so dope. That is great. It's funny. So it's I'm I'm tying in six degrees of miles with speech as well because one of my really good friends was the A and R at the record label that actually signed Arrested Development. You so know? dope. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, my man. So shout, out, shout out to Lindsay. I remember he played me speeches demo tape you know like and i'm talking about it was like the original um everyday people you know and he was like yo what you so think cool. about these guys and i was like yeah that's actually it's different but it's kind of dope <laughs> you know what right, I mean? exactly right he was like and next thing you know it's all she wrote you know that, yeah, that like they had a went, great lane oh they my had, goodness they carved out a great lane for themselves it was we, great and and it goes into like you know the southern roots, which is going back to. So I find it really yeah. like you're you you're like oh it's not that interesting. But to me, you know, to go from marketing and to you know tie in all of that because I'm assuming you were a marketing major at University of Alabama. I was not. <laughs> you weren't. So look at that. Like, now we got to go back. Like I'm like so oh was... she got out. She worked for the Marlins as a marketing major. What was your major? Yeah. I was English literature. Oh my so... goodness. Were you going to be a writer? A teacher? What, what was that? I didn't know. I had no plan. I just knew I was going to work in sports. I didn't know how. I didn't know why, but I was working in sports. And it was just like English was easy for me because I could read books and write papers, you know. So I was like, I can get a degree and get out of here because I think I went through 13 of them while I was there. Listen, and, um, I love that so. because I wish I, like how you just said that, like kid, like when we're kids, we really don't, like at least I'm going to speak for me. I didn't realize that's how easy school was. You read a book and you write a paper. You read a right. book and you take a test. Like, you know, it was like such a chore. It was kind of like, oh, I got to go to class. But I remember somebody yeah. said to me, they're like, yo, if you don't like going to class, you got to read the book. And if you don't like reading the book, you got to go to class. Shout out to Joe. So Joe. I wish for that who told one. you that? Say that. A, Shout a, out to a, who? A woman in college, Joe Jackson. And every time I, I love speak her. to her, every time <laughs> I speak to her, I'm like, yo, you changed my life. I, I wish like, I knew her then. Yo, right? <laughs> Right? I did it the hard way. Trust me, I uh, didn't go to class. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what creatives do, right? Figure it out eventually. Yeah. Right. Creatives are like, okay. oh my gosh. Ooh, and then we. And, it it's so funny because then we look for jobs, right, where we don't really have to dress up. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't even think about it. I just knew the only thing I was confident in was sports, and I didn't know that there were so many different jobs in sports because when I don't. At the time when we were growing up, I didn't know that there were so many different types of jobs available. I came from a small town in Alabama. I didn't, you know, you knew doctors and you knew lawyers and engineers. And that's all I knew. I didn't oh, wow. know that there were, you know, like I didn't have the privilege of 
of New York in my life. Right. And so there were so many, I could tell you in, <laughs> at the Marlins, I had this friend um, and I answered her phone one day and they were just like, oh, can you let her know that Lehman Brothers called? Oh, wow. You know, so-and-so at Lehman Brothers, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I think your uncle Lehman called. <laughs> or his assistant. That <laughs> is no hilarious. <laughs> what that was. You know but, what I mean? Because I wasn't exposed to it. So I had no idea. Well, what was the closest <laughs> city that you were in? Like the closest city in Alabama that you were I mean, no, my, I mean, my town was a really, like, a very influential town. I grew up in Huntsville, Alabama, which is where Space Camp is. Okay. So, you know, we knew engineers. Like, there's so many engineers in my, my city. Like, my mom went to school for computer science, oh, right? Wow. Like, so that's all I knew was that type of work. You know, like, at the time, my mom wasn't investing, so I didn't know about Lehman Brothers at that time. Absolutely, you know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. There's, there's just different, like, there's things I just didn't know at that age growing sure. up. I just, we had a different uh, purview of the world, right? Like, we knew how to put a rocket into space, but I didn't know how to invest. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right, <laughs> right. You know, it's funny. I had a job where I worked for, like, a, um, a TV station that was basically all business news. And then people were like, uh, somebody asked me just recently, they're like, well, did you invest? I was like, when I was at that TV station, I didn't even listen to a word they were saying. Like, it was right. kind of like, you know, and it was just wah. like, and then I remembered like back in the day too, it was um, when they were changing, um, was it called the four, 401k back then? All I know, the 401k, what, it, it became like this investment plan where they were right. like, oh, do you want to invest in stocks, this, that, and the other? And I remember exactly. at that particular job, I was like, invest in stocks? Yeah, now nah, I'm good. I was like, I want a 401k. And they were like, well, that's how you do it. I was like, then I, I don't want oh, a 401k okay. then. I was like, I, <laughs> like I, I knew nothing about it. So I totally, totally, totally get it. But I, I, yeah. I want to... um. I want to move along to your career. Like okay. I said, you know, you're like, you're a filmmaker. And, and, and you know, I, I loosely look up things, you know, so yeah. after the music video with speech and, you know, yeah. the DJ- I went to grad school. So I, after that, I went to grad school. And so I went to grad school and got my MBA. Did you go, what, so, did you go in New York? I sort of. I okay. went to Long Island University and it had a, a master's program that was a semester in New York, a semester in London and a semester in Paris. And it was international marketing was the, um, the specialization of the MBA. I hope you did and, all three of those places. Oh yeah, you had to. Oh, the that's so yeah. dope. <laughs> yeah, it was an accelerated MBA and that was part of the program. So you spent a year and you spent the semester in New York, and then you go to London, and then you go to Paris. And but it's intense because you're putting two years of a program into one year. And, so all of, was, yeah. and you did all of that in, with um because I hear the marketing and everything. You did all that with um film filmmaking in mind. No, so I still didn't know what I was going to do with my MBA. I actually wanted to go. So that's not true. I apologize. That's a lie. <laughs> I wanted to do um, a part of film where it's more about there's parts of film 
that a lot of people don't know about, but it's about um, investing in technology and kind of um, infrastructure and vertical verticalization of like uh, like a studio. Like they might buy, you know, a technology company that mm -hmm. might work for it. And so I wanted to do that. But so is that kind of like something part. like Pixar or something like that? Like just like how Disney picked up Pixar, but Pixar might have picked up might pick up a small company that makes you know how animation is advanced. Like okay. sometimes it's kind of like you know how hair moves now in animation. That sure. came maybe because they bought a company that oh that specialized in that. that. Yeah, so I wanted to be in the department that bought other companies to oh, make so, your bigger company better. That's, that's really interesting because I'm hearing <laughs> Lehman Brothers somewhere around it like that. Like, <laughs> right? Like, there's, like, if I knew when I was younger, I wouldn't be a producer. I'd be somewhere else. But absolutely. I didn't know, so. <laughs> well, not know, in Lehman Brothers. You see how lane. that worked out, right? Lehman Brothers. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, when I went, I thought I would, you know, be able to but the also the thing that you don't know growing up is that pedigree matters and so in new york going to long island university for mba is not the same as going to harvard or duke or you know what i mean yeah absolutely so so you have to just kind of know what your lane is you know i think there are outliers so i don't want to tell sure. anybody who listens to your podcast that you can't go to a small place and in there's outliers for everything. For sure, absolutely. But it's a hustle and you know, you know what you have to do to make those things happen. And so um after that I decided I don't want to be poor. I'm gonna go into banking. So I worked for this <laughs> oh <company. my> God. <laughs> So I ended up working for this bank for a little while um in leverage finance. And so I just read over contracts for like, just say they, um, they, through the investment department, through the, the investment department, if they picked up, just say, let's just say randomly Burger King, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. they put money and bought Burger King, right? Or give loan money to Burger King. So Burger King has, to have show different things like their quarterly statements. And I go through their quarter, I, we, my team would go through the quarterly statements to make sure that they, they checked off all the boxes or the requirements that they need to continue to get this money or for the money they received, or they would have defaulted and then, you know, that type of thing. So that's what I did. So I- That sounds kind contract. of boring though. Was that boring? <laughs> I found it interesting, <laughs> but <laughs> can be boring. <laughs> right, I was like, so, oh, but man. I actually was really good at it. Oh, so, nice. So, <laughs> um, when my boss ended up going to UBS, she actually offered for me, and then I was just like, to go with her, and I was like, uh, I think I'm gonna quit and temp and try to make films again. <laughs> wow, yo, was her mind blown when you said that? No, not at all. Oh, not okay, all. She, okay. She, you know, yeah, yeah. That's um, awesome. So, so now you were like, I think I'm gonna go back to 
Uh, and I did attempt and I went and just tried to find projects and uh, tried like to hustle. Tried to find projects. So would, would that include like more music videos, independent? Oh, no, films? no, no. Just film. Just film. Just yeah. films. So, just so, films. so let's, yeah. so it's really interesting. Let's talk about like some of the films that you worked on. I think one day, like after I saw your post about the, the book that you optioned, which I'm still going to tease that because I find <laughs> that really, really, really interesting. Um, yeah. I think I, I saw that you worked on, um, oh, what was the movie? Uh, the 40 year, 40 year, 40 year old version, the 40 yeah. year old version, which, you yeah. know, if people didn't see that, I remember when like the buzz came out, you know, it was like, oh, this movie, the 40 year, ver the 40 year old version. And yo, it is one of the funniest, like, um, it's so good. Like just to think for people that don't know about it, and I think it's on Amazon, right? I think it's on Amazon. Netflix. Netflix. Okay, it's on Netflix, Netflix. which is equal Netflix, you know, that's like the Uber of, you know, the streaming <laughs> service, right? It was <laughs> yo, I'm laughing because she turned 40 and decided to become a rapper. <laughs> it was yeah. like, yo, the concept was so crazy. But it was so good. How did you um how did you get involved in like the 40-year-old version? Or what was your road, your path to actually getting to that point? So my path was long and winding. Um but, <laughs> yes, um, like the banking, the marketing, well. the baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and and Brada's as well. Brada Yes. Um, she this was based off of a one-woman show she used to do. And um she's so brilliant. I mean, super brilliant and talented and just naturally just funny and just a great writer. Mm -hmm. And so um, when it was a one woman show, she, um, we had like a mutual friend, and this was years ago. Mm -hmm. um, she reached out and we were going after a grant and she wanted to turn into like a web series. And, you know, we did everything. We just hustled. We did, you know, she was writing. I was putting the budgets together. We were just hustling to submit this thing. And when we submitted it, we thought, oh, okay, this got to be a shoe-in. We got this. <laughs> right. Nope, didn't get it. Uh. <laughs> and so, um, and then after that, um, you know, we just really didn't talk um, because I was just busy. She was busy because I, She's been writing a lot. Like she, she was on uh, one of the writers for She Gotta Have It. Like you know, she's just really busy. And, oh, oh um, she's got to have it. The Netflix series. Yes, exactly. Wow. And so she was in the writers' room for that. Another that, um, another shout out series. to Margot Bingham, an artist that oh. I used to work with, who was actually in that that series as well. Very cool. Yes, yes, and yes. So, so she, you know. Um, and then one day, I think she she had turned it into um, a screenplay. She went through a lot of the Sundance Labs, and um, she was getting ready to to shoot it, I think. And she reached out to me, and uh, because she had a, a line producer that um, wasn't a good fit for her, and so she reached out to me. But I was starting um, a micro budget. Um, film for one of my producing partners who also is a director so she was doing like this passion project and um so I'm helping you know producing for her and she was just like hey are you available and I was like I'm not available but I would definitely you know talk 
you know, I would love to talk and hear it out. And if I can consult or give you any advice, you know, more than welcome. And so um, when that happened, um, we just hit it off and it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then from there, that's kind of how it all worked out. And so, um, yeah, but I've wow. known Rada probably just as long as I've known you, um, maybe longer actually, because yeah. um, I used to do PR before I got into filmmaking again. I, I used to do PR for this organization called uh, Image Nation. Um, oh, Conti, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, I, I, I know of Image Nation. They used to do um, like the films in the park and then yes, when, when exactly. the Kalahari was opening up, they were supposed to have a um, a theater in a there. Theater in the has, Kalahari, yes. Yeah, she has one now. It's uh, it was Adam Clayton Powell on Adam. No, yes, yeah, the Seventh Avenue on Adam Clayton Powell. Yeah, it, is um, it? Um, it's a. I think I've actually been in that space. It's yeah, like a, it's, it's like an art space, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes. So that's that's the the um where the space she's in now. Yeah. And so I used to do PR for her when we used to, she used to do this club in um, Soho called Void. And she used to screen, like have uh, like a poet and then a band and then show a film. And oh, it was wow. really yep. dope. Yeah, it was, it was really dope. And I used to do um, PR for her back then. So, and and Rada was one of those people who I think was on her board or something like that. So we've known each other for so many years. Yeah, that that's the cool thing about like like you making that move to New York is one of the cool, especially during that time, there were tons and tons of artists who were in and there was like a scene, whether it be like filmmakers, whether it be musicians, whether it be, you know, showcases of poets and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And the one and comedians as well. I can't forget the comedians, and they would all like con, like congregate together in different spaces, and that is exactly how you got to know people, and you got to you know make your network, as they say, which is the the key buzzword uh, of of the. It day, was right? so crazy. I'm gonna tell you one little side note, but oh, dope. so during during that time, just like you said, it was just thriving with like creatives like yeah. you know her ex-husband at the time oh her which was her boyfriend at the time so um he came up to me with this idea so we she did a partnership with rooftop film okay. before it became what it is now and so it was rained out so we were in this random loft in williamsburg inside showing the films in this dude's bedroom which was probably the size of like three or four apartments right wow. like it was crazy and and so her um <laughs> her ex-husband was talking to me and he was just like yeah because he used to do these poetry slams at the apollo okay. and he goes i really want to turn this into a tv show and i never told him because i'm always encouraging to people i was like oh yeah that sounds so cool you totally should do that and he's like, I want to turn it into a TV show. And all I can think of is, that is such a crazy idea. <laughs> I went to grad school. And then a, I hear that there's Death Poetry Jam. I was like, I will never say anything bad about someone's idea oh, ever again. And, and I didn't even say it to him. But in the back of my head, I was just like, 
I'll never do that. So, so I he was always, the creator of always. death poetry, Jay? No, he wasn't. Oh, he wasn't? He, it was, oh, he, he had wasn't. the idea. Oh, my Before. goodness. Oh, my. And it was pitched and pitched it to me, and I thought, that is crazy. Nobody want to see that. And then, wow. and then I had to apologize to him, even though he didn't know that's how I thought. I was just like, I really have to apologize to this man because he actually had a great idea. Yeah, a fantastic I one. So we have to, like, that's one of those things that it, it's one of those things I go by now is that there's no bad ideas. How about that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can't judge on my taste because you don't know. You know, there's so many shows on TV now. That's crazy. Not only so many shows, but there's so many different avenues to like pitch them to, right? All of these streaming exactly. services and you know, people it's with budgets, the, cha- so right? many channels. the channels so and many the people channels. with the budgets, and they're just you know, yeah. making making all kinds of like great stuff. Like, you know, the they're, they're terrible. Yeah, great I was about to say stuff. I was about to say, like, some of the like ideas that I hear, like, oh, we're gonna remake the Warriors, and I'm like, why? You know, that was like a classic film or remake. Like, I, I, I guess, but like you said, listen, who knows, right? Because I'm sitting yeah. here and I'm kind of, I, I'm like, I, I just like creative <laughs> ideas. There's so many different stories out there to tell, you know, exactly. that, you know, that kind of thing. So let me, let me lead it into, so I know with that, you've also started uh, a film festival, the Southern Fried Film Festival, which you know, recently just happened. Tell us about that and how you came to start your own film festival. Um, so at the time, I was thinking of different avenues that I wanted to um, kind of expand my business and everything that's involved in it. And so I was like, you know what? I should start a film festival in the town I grew up in, in Huntsville. I was like, you know, it, it has the capacity um, to support such an idea. And um, there's lots of very intelligent people who like films from around the world Mm -hmm. and the movie theaters there don't show all of them, right? So I was just like, hey, I'm gonna start a film festival. So then I reached out to a colleague um, who's run a film festival before. And I was like, hey, I just wanna talk to you to see if I'm crazy or not. And I was like, you know, my hometown in Huntsville, um, it's not my hometown, but it's a town I grew up. Um, Huntsville, um, I want to start a film festival. He goes, you know what? My uncle lives there now. It's a lovely town. Yes, you should. And I was like, oh, it's just thinking a three-day festival. He goes, you should do four. You can start off, you can have opening night on Thursday and then the rest of the festival. And I was just like, oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> and then I reached out to a friend from high school who lives in California, but just moved back she was an actress she moved back to Huntsville and I reached out to her and said hey do you want to partner up on this festival and then she was like oh my god yes and so um yeah and we are in this year was our fourth year um I didn't do it yeah I didn't do it in in 2019 because I was you know it was producing a 40-year-old version but we went back in 2020 and then the pandemic hit, but we were very lucky. We were one of the few, you know, arts organizations that were able to do something. And so we had a drive-in. So we, we were able to pivot and um, we did free drive-ins uh, for two days. 
and just you know showed a film and some short films and we wanted to give people something to do that was safe and wonderful you know how, how fun is that to drive in i remember that from like when i was a little kid and to be able to like resurrect that and bring that back you know a lot of people were always talking about that during the covid era because that's what we'll call it one day. We'll call it the COVID <laughs> era, um, you know, to do the driving. So how, with your film festival, how did like you go about like, you know, getting the films and, you know, selecting the films and people pitching the films, I guess? I don't know. How do you go about doing that? No, so it's so we're basically kind of like a best of festival. So we do have a submission process. So we go through the submissions and we select um, films from there. But we also reach out, we look at um, things that have played at uh, Tribeca in Toronto the year before, and mm. then uh, things that are play just played at um, Sundance and South by. And so we, we look through to see what fits, you know, what we think fits the audience that we have built um, in Huntsville, and then we select. Um, so we go after those films as well. So this year, I mean, I'm pretty, I, I had, I would say one of my best uh, programs of films. I was really proud of it. And so we showed a lot of different films, a lot of sad films as my friends and family said. And then my family was just like, so why is it every film I go to is foreign language and I have to read? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> which which ultimately become the Oscar winners, right? Like, exactly. Like so the... one was so one was nominated for one, and so <laughs> it was funny because my uh, one of my my family members he was supposed to stay in the the screening room where I was, and he would have gotten an English language film, but then he went. We had two locations, and he he went to the outdoor screening, and I was like, and then you went over there, and it was. And then you had so to every read. film you've seen almost is foreign language, <laughs> which is funny. I love it. I love yeah. it. That, but that's great. I I love yeah. that you know you you took that initiative. I I love how you're like growing your business. And, you know, yeah. saying like, hey, I want to do a film festival. And like you said, that guy was like, yeah, that's a fantastic idea. He didn't think you were crazy. He just like, and he <laughs> right. right? He, he, he supported it. And then look, your fourth year, that's awesome. Is it done yeah. like the same time every year? Because I think you yeah. had it. Um... So the, that 2020. So in 20, so um, normally it's in June and it's like the second week in, in June. Okay. And uh but in 2020, we just didn't know what was happening. Right? Oh, yeah, for and sure. I, I didn't know what to do. And then uh, all of a sudden, this developer on one of his properties, he would, he, they started doing a, uh, a pop-up. Oh. And they were showing like a lot of like, you know, you know, uh, family-friendly fare, like, but old movies like Harry Potter sure. and stuff like that. And so immediately when they I heard the first screening I reached out and I was like hey are y'all willing to do a film festival and they're like oh my god yeah and so um yeah so that's kind of how it happened and we had that one in August but um then we went back to the regular schedule and then this year we did um hybrid so we did um out some outdoor stuff but it wasn't drive-in but there was outdoor and then we did um we went back indoors for films. 
that's also do you have a website where you know since we're talking about it right now do you have a website where people could submit you know i, I said it's a southern fried film festival which i love that you know what i mean <laughs> Being that my mother is a southern woman and i lived in south carolina for a little bit when i was a little kid you know so you know having roots okay, cool. in the south yeah absolutely is it so do you have a website for that so people can submit so you can go to get more information at southernfriesfilmfestival.org, mm -hmm. but the submissions will probably be open again in December and it will be through Film Freeway. Okay. So, um, yeah. Is that so information Is that information on your website as well? It will be closer to sure. December. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So now I'm going to segue into the, the post that I saw you know, yes. because I would love to to hear more, you know, uh, uh, actually about that. So I'm I'm on Facebook. If pe people, you you guys might not know me, but I'm a researcher. I read credits. I think I may have mentioned this before. I read credits. I get information, and you know, I'm on social media, mostly Facebook. They say that's the old people place or whatever. But for me, I'm just like I'm I'm just looking for information, or whatever. And I see this post comes down, and it said something to the thing. Hey, I've been doing a little thing. Or something like that was like, yeah. a, like a tagline, right? And I was like doing a little thing. And then it reads that, you know, I think it said Southern Fried Films, right? Um, Filmworks, that's my company. Yep. Yes, has option the book, um, The Bald Mermaid, you know? And then I think and I think it was a deadline article or something like that, right? Like, yes. So mm -hmm. I'm looking at this thing, I'm like, oh, snap, this is like legit, legit. I'm like, deadline? <laughs> like, oh, snap. <laughs> But, you know, to, to tie it into the six degrees of miles, and I think I mentioned this to you in the early, like, oh, my gosh, geez, in the early 90s, <laughs> right? I was, I'm, like, I'm thinking about where we are and, like, what I'm talking about. <clears throat> um, I was actually on the subway, and I'm, I'm like a people watcher, right? So I'm looking around, about it, and I see this guy that, I'm like, oh my God, I haven't seen this dude in maybe about 10, 15 years. And just a long story short, his like mom and him and his family, they basically shaped my life. They basically oh, wow. formulated my life. So he he's staring at me like, who's this guy? Then he recognizes me and he gets on and um, he's like, hey, yo, da, da, da. And he's with his girlfriend at that time. And, um, you know, just to, to wrap it all up and I get into it, who is the bald mermaid? So I met, yeah, I met her back in like the early 90s. So when I saw that and I knew like the story or whatever, I was like, yo, this is crazy. Um, because I also think in in that book, he is actually mentioned in the book. I'm keeping his name out of it. Because <laughs> I'm just like, you know, there's a whole backplate story to that. Tune in the next time. You know, a whole backplate story to like that whole thing. So it was kind of like, oh my goodness, I've got to, you know, get your beat on and like explain how that whole thing came about and what does it mean to actually option a book for, I want to say either film or for TV or for whatever. What is like, how did that come about and what does that mean and how is that going to come to fruition? So um, in 2020, in 2020, mm -hmm. um, at towards the end of so during 2020, I end up producing this documentary called Black Voters Matter, and we followed this organization called the Black Voters Matter Fund. Mm. And um, in addition to that, I was 
um, in a, a producer lab um, with black women producers sponsored by this organization called Black House. And, you know, part of that, we had to meet with this, you know, kind of career advisor. And I actually enjoyed it. And then I remembered I had a friend who did that. So I reached out to him before we were going into 2021. So in December, I was like, I want to start moving with intention mm. about my business, about my life. Mm. And so I reached out to him. He helped me create this uh, career map. And then I also just started writing all my goals down that I wanted to accomplish in the next year. Mm. And writing down how like the easy steps to get there because the the biggest thing is to have such a big goal and not have the easy steps like you know if it's it's just hard it's hard for anybody and you know even those of us who have some moderate success right like everything is sometimes you need the some wins (laughs) (laughs) that goal right like i need some little wins you know and so I just said, I want to move in intention. And so one of the things I wanted to do was I, I work sometimes as a producer for hire. So people hire me. I don't own the property. I don't own the film. I just might get a little bit of back end. I, I get paid. You know, it's a, it's a lovely life. Sure. But also I want to own things, own the properties. So I was just like, so I want to own and some properties. So I'm going to option some stuff. And optioning is just rent to own. So okay. it's just like how if you went to Aaron's Furniture and there's a couch, you put money down and then eventually you put the big money down and you own it, right? Mm-hmm. At Aaron's Furniture, you, you're paying off little, but with a, a book, you put a little option money in and you have 12 months or 24 months to turn it into either a television show or a film Mm. if you don't you can extend it you give them some more money and you get another you know whatever your negotiated time period is sure to do it if you don't then it's you know no harm no foul on either side except you're out of x amount of dollars (laughs) right 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 (laughs) Right. Right. But, you you know, you went after it. And so that's what people do when they option properties. Sometimes, you know, they don't, you know, the market's not right to turn it into a project or, you know, anything could happen. But I wanted to move in intention. And so I have always been a fangirl of hers um, for such a long time. You know, I love all her designs and she's just super iconic. And yes, so, yes. Explain who she is because I think so, so, that's um, actually really is, important. Yes. <laughs> yes. So she, Sheila Bridges is an iconic interior designer. And she is, you know, one of Architectural Digest, you know, top 100. Like she's just a phenomenal uh, interior designer. Mm-hmm. And so she's just iconic and she's been around for years, right? Like she's one of the first and um to become super mainstream and so um i have a friend who lives in the same building as her 
Oh, wow. So, so six I, degrees at your beat. <laughs> exactly. So, and that's what I wanted to do with moving an in intention is what can I possibly get that's within my circle, right? Like what's possible? Like it's, it's a difference to go after a bigger book and you know, no one, but if, and I was just like, well, her book has been out since 2013, 2014. It's been auctioned before, maybe the auction has lapsed, maybe it's still, it's available. And then I just reached out to my friend and I was like, hey, I know you know her. Um, can you introduce me to her? Right. <laughs> I want to see if I can auction her book. Yeah, if you and don't ask, like, it doesn't happen, right? And I was like, and if you want to partner with me on it, let's do it. And he was like, no, 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 no worries. I'll introduce you. And I was like, okay. And it was simple as that. All he did was the introduction. And then from there, I just pitched her. I was like, you know, are you available for a call? And I was just like, you know, you know, I just pitched her. And I was yeah. just like, but I pitched her two things. So I pitched either to do a documentary about her because no one has. And then I, I pitched to option her book because I didn't think I had, I, I could get it. I didn't know. So it's just like. Uh, you know, and I'm coming off of doing a really big doc with the Black Voters Matter. So it's just like, okay, let's see if, you know, how this goes. And she was like, oh, no, you want the book? <laughs> she was like, hey, let's do this. Let's talk. Let's talk. What, what, you, what you got? What you got? And so um, we had a, a, actually a really um, good negotiating process. So it it went really well. Um, yes, it went really well that I've read about your posting deadline. Like, I mean that too, but I'd I'm just say saying, that's you really know, well. That's yeah, awesome. You, you know, know outside that, of the okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. The, I was gonna say outside of the lawyers, because once you get lawyers involved, yes. it can get a bit muddled. But yes, we made absolutely. sure that it didn't get muddy or muddled, and I appreciate her for that. So that's, that was. You know, yeah, that's awesome. I think there was something that I, I want to go back that you said that I think is really important. And it's something that Issa Rae said, like everybody knows who Issa Rae is or whatever. I saw an interview with her one time and she said, everybody is trying to um, hustle up. Right. And what she mm -hmm. meant by that is she's like, you know, if you're in music, you're trying to get a Quincy Jones. If you're, you know, in yes. film, you're trying to get it Steven Spielberg or <laughs> you know, Spike Lee or whatever the case, you know, she was like, but you sit down and you just look at your circle. You know what I mean? So for you to say that you wanted to move an in intention and which I, I love that it's beautiful. And then to say, to look at your circle, you know, you, you weren't hustling, you were hustling like laterally. You know what I mean? Because a lateral of, up, right, right, right. Well, it was like the foundation, you know, the foundation, and then look, you you got you got the book. You know what I mean? Which is um, which is great. What so so after you've gotten the book, I'm assuming you're you're I'm assuming. Well, tell us what you're doing next, Mike. My, my my assumption is you're working on either a script or something of that sort for a TV so, show or for the movie, like so you said? With a TV, it's for a TV show. Um, I pitched a TV series to her and I, I still believe that's a great place for um, her story. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a writer. 
Okay. Uh, I am I am a non-writing producer. Wait, so wait, 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 wait. I'm... You were an English major. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you... Hold up, you sound like my mom. Yeah, Yo, you see how that so came back? Pretty, <laughs> pretty sure she's like, you can write it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I don't I'm like, you're an English major. Right. There you go. There's a difference right there. So don't get me started. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um I, I might have one novel in me, so okay. we'll, you know, we'll put we'll put a pin in that for the future. <laughs> Um, I love it. But, but yeah, so um, I am starting to look, put a list together of showrunners that I want to, um, to pitch the project to. So um, that's What's what I'm doing right now. A showrunner is a, um, they are a writing producer. In television, um, it's quite different from, from film. So um, in television, I'm looking for a similar to a Shonda Rhimes, right? Mm-hmm. Like Shonda writes and she's the head person for the show. And that's what happens for TV. So I need to find that a person like, or like with Issa Rae, you just mentioned Princess Penny. He it was the showrunner for Issa Rae show. So he's the head person and, you know, who writes. So you find- And then the, they have a writer's room. Yeah, and then they, oh, so you're looking for a showrunner of writers to to put up a writer's room so you could actually get the scripts done. So what we'll do first is we'll get you know uh, if I attach a showrunner, they'll write the pilot script and okay. then we'll pitch that. Okay. And we'll we'll pitch that, or we can just kind of if I get you know a, a really good name, we can just pitch the idea, and then they could ask for us to give them a pilot. When you say a really good that, name, you mean a really good name for the show? No, for, in terms oh, of the Oh, in terms of the runner. Gotcha. Yeah. In terms of the runner, the person who brings, I yeah. guess, the so-called clout to, exactly. to whatever. Exactly. But but like you said, you know, it all, it's always that one guy who's coming up with the deaf comedy idea who might you know you never know it's like so leave no stone unturned oh my goodness it's like you know, like, like we were talking about there's so many different avenues and so many different things you know i actually have another friend and i i interviewed him on the podcast his name is uh uh william mcnamara billy mcnamara and he's uh we went to school together back in the day and he he was like an a-list hollywood actor and then like things just kind of fell apart and he just did an independent film called the trouble with billy and it's basically you know it's it's a it's a comedy slash and it's just talking about his life and like what may have happened and the last time i spoke to him like maybe a couple of weeks ago he said that his independent film excuse me his independent film is being turned into a tv series you know, which That's is, awesome. yeah, and, you know, he's making posts now and stuff like that as far as, um, uh, like, oh, we're on set today, we're doing this. I, I haven't spoken to him in a, in a little bit, so I don't know how it's going. But I say all that to say, just like, it, it I guess it happens just like that, right? Like, yeah. one you minute, like, we didn't know who Shonda Rhimes was, right? right? We didn't even know who David E. Kelly was. He was the big name at exactly. one time, right? You know, we exactly. do know that he's married to Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't know why. Now. That. Yeah, that like, <laughs> good, like trivial information. But I, I always say, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm the research guy. And sometimes I don't even like look for it. Like I wasn't looking for your post that day. You know, so right. it's just certain things just like come down. And 
you know, I get inquisitive and, you know, that's my um, word for saying nosy, you know, <laughs> people will call me nosy and I'll say, no, I'm inquisitive. inquisitive. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, but, but that's great. So I'm, I'm glad that that, that like is all like going, it seems like it's going really well, you know, and I'm, I'm actually, I want to say that I'm proud of you because like Thank you said, you. you came here and I met you when, you know, you were just like, yeah, you know, I'm a filmmaker and, you know, and then we kind of lost touch, but we would still be in touch like through Rod. And even how, like, I got back in touch with you after I saw that, I was like, I said, yo, is Trevete still there? He's like, yo, I was just texting her today. And I was like, yo, <laughs> exactly. tell Yeah, he was like, I said, yo, tell her I want to interview for my podcast. And he was like, all right. <laughs> like, but we're going through text, right? And then he's like, yo, I just texted her. She's like, yo, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yo, you said, give me to give me your number and like, here we are. This is what it accumulates, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I was like, why is he texting you? We're friends on Facebook. He I, can just reach out to me himself. I, isn't that funny? Because it was so fun. I think I, I had to be Miles. like talking to him or something like that. And, you know, Facebook is one of those things, man. Like you, you send and, and not you per se, and maybe not me, you know, I'm always, like I said, I'm always on and answering messages because it's become the way of like communicating. Like I said, oh yeah, I talked to Trevith the other day on Facebook, you know, it's like, right. we're, we're not like we're doing it, but then there are people who are just like, yeah, I'm never on Facebook. I never check messages, blah, blah, blah. Like, That's crazy. Yeah. It's, How are you living? It's, right. Right. It's like, you know how much business you just missed? You know, exactly. but then the other the other tool too is um LinkedIn, where like I guess all the business now happens. that is true. I don't use LinkedIn. I do use like Instagram. I use you know Twitter. I use I'm rarely on Twitter these days, but I use yes. It a lot. But let me tell you, and then Facebook, and then you know people texting me or emailing me. So LinkedIn, it, like it's always written communication. Let's just say I rarely talk to people. Absolutely, LinkedIn is probably the only place where actually business turned into like a check you know for me and i was yeah, like okay. i was like wait that's how this happens i was like oh, i need to awesome. spend more time <laughs> I need to spend more time on linkedin never <laughs> happened to me on linkedin <laughs> yo it only it, it happened once oh, okay <laughs> so i was like yo but then it actually it wound up happening like it was that one time but it turned into three different times so oh, you know awesome. and then covid hit and all that kind of stuff so yeah, yeah so Trevete, yo, can you believe an hour passed already? I cannot believe it. It's awesome. Yo, it's been an hour. So and I, I want people to know, you know, how to get in touch with you. Do you, you take submissions for your, for your um, film festival, but do people just like randomly like know who you are and they're like, hey, I got an idea. You know, can I pitch, do like people randomly pitch stuff to you? Is that something no. that you're open to? No. You're like, <laughs> you're like no. nah, 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 nah. See my assistant no, no. over there. No, no. <laughs> um, it, it, it comes through either um, agents or lawyers at this stage. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, um, that's perfect. Unfortunate. <laughs> unfortunate things, you know, I think there's a level of producer for everyone. Um, I gotcha. started out where I did do that. And there's lots of producers out there who do that. And, okay. and it's okay. Um um, but I'm not there nice. anymore. I'm much it's older and absolutely. things are much different. <laughs> and you're moving with intention. I love that. That's absolutely correct. Well, cool. So how can people like see you, find you, see your work? You know what I mean? I know I, I'm sure you're on IMDb. 
you know, if they want to do like uh, yeah. more research on you, Trevi exactly. Willis and, you know, uh, so Southern Fried Film Works.org, right? Um, that, so. Um, Am I saying it wrong? I got it wrong. Yes, it's two different companies. So yes. the film festival is Southern Fried Film Festival.org. There you go. And then the production company is sffilmworks.com. There it is. So that, I just want people to see your amazing work because, like I said, um, it's funny that uh, I know the musician, and his name escapes me, who did the song Harlem Ave uh-huh. in the in the 40-year-old version. Version? Oh, okay. Yes. I can't remember his name, but I remember, like, there, there's just so much good stuff out there that you're involved with that I want people to just to be able to find you and and just check it all out and then you oh, know yeah, circle definitely. back and like support your your film festival and just all kinds of things so thank you thank you for no, thank you for having me yo I'm this so is excited this is so cool such a treat <laughs> this is such a oh, treat i miss you. your energy you know like when like you know randomly running into you out on the stoop <laughs> you know what I, I mean? know and talking for hours that's what it feels like that's exactly on the stoop with miles <laughs> right oh that's so dope that's so dope so definitely i don't know when you'll be back you know around the way you know what i mean when i'll see you again yeah you know? but um, when I, whenever... I have no idea for sure <laughs> exactly so but whenever you're in yeah. new york please holla you know what I, I mean? Will. Let's all get together and have like the little reunion and we'll do it on the stoop. <laughs> we can have drinks at Rod's mom's house. How about that? <laughs> How about that? I'm with it. I'm with it. You ain't said nothing but a word. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So thank you, Trevi, for coming. Thank, thank you, you, everyone, for like, you know, tuning in the six degrees of miles. And you can, you know, email me six degrees of miles at Gmail and like I said, IG, Six Degrees of Miles, Twitter, the number Six Degrees of Miles, everything else is spelled out. Um, you know, give me your feedback. Tell me what you like. You know, you can tell me what you don't like. I'll, you know, I'll read it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, not really into like the whole negative thing, bashing and all that. Try to bring positivity. And I like, you know, Trevit's story is is amazing. You see her journey. She went like in all these different circles to get to the point where she is now. But like, you know, what I learned from her and I hope you guys is like moving with intention. That is like, that is a gem. That is a gem. If you guys missed it, you know, I'm going to repeat it. Moving with intention. So that's, that's it for Six Degrees of Miles. This episode with Trevit Willis and, uh, See you next time. Thanks, Javi. Thank you. All right. Peace.